What's up, creatives? This podcast is for you. We know all too well when you're just getting started, comparing yourself and doubting yourself is all too common. On the Just Getting Started podcast, we're bridging the gap between new and seasoned creatives. We do that by providing insight into each other's journeys, creative processes, resources, and more. We're all in this together and have more in common than you think. We thank you for tuning in because your ears could be occupied elsewhere. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Just Getting Started. We've got Tasha back this week. Hey guys. <laughs> My voice is a little messed up, but I'm here. I couldn't miss another week. Um, I've missed being here. She's here and pushing through, and we are excited to have her back. All right, guys, this week we've got Miss Devin Moreland. Hey, Devin. Boop, boop. Hey, guys. Happy to be here. Yes, thank you for coming. I can't do my air horns this time. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah, All right. I can do that. Take it away, Devin. Okay. Hey guys, my name's Devin. I describe myself as a copywriter sent from a planet of disco cowgirls. In the summer of 2021, I picked up my entire life in Colorado uh, to embark on my journey into advertising. So I came to the Creative Circus in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I would say that I am a writer and a daydreamer by day. And at night, you might catch me trying to lasso the stars. I love music, the outdoors, sports, movies, and making art. And uh, my last known whereabouts have me interning at the Tombris Group out of Knoxville, Tennessee. And that is Devin, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to get more into her story. But you reading your, well, giving us your bio, it reminded me of that TV production class. Devin also has a career in voiceover work, whether she knows it or not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> because she read these scripts so easily and so quickly, no mistakes whatsoever in different voices and tones. I said, I know who I'm going to get for voiceover work if I need it. <laughs> no, you are you are too kind. <laughs> Do you have an interest in that? Because you sounded really well in that class. Thank you. Um, you know, I always did like performing as a young kid. Mm -hmm. I've been like a ham since I was born. I just <laughs> really like entertaining people. So um, I was like into acting growing up and theater and stuff. And I think when I was really little, I always wanted to be like a pop star. Um, so I think uh, for now, um, voice work is voiceover work is not out of the picture, but it's definitely uh, on the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do appreciate that, though. Mm -hmm. makes my heart sing. Well, I look forward to your first voiceover project because I do see that in your future. You. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Devin. Um, so a lot of times I think that um, when people like creatives, especially when we grow up, we don't necessarily find out what we're going to be right away. Mm -hmm. I know that definitely like wasn't it for me as a kid. I liked a ton of things. And I think. Uh, a part of that was like an underlying side effect of ADHD <laughs> undiagnosed until um, I was in high school. But another thing of it was that I just really have like a zeal for a ton of different things. And, um, you know, as you get older, they start telling you like, you need to focus on one thing. Like mm -hmm. you, you can't, you can't do everything. And my thing was always like, why not? Like, why can't I do everything? Um, and then I was kind of in college, um, in a major that I didn't really know what I was going to do with and everything. And then I kind of figure out one day that I really liked writing. Mm -hmm. I really liked storytelling. 
And I took an advertising class and it kind of talked about how, you know, ads change culture and their reflection of, you know, human experience and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's, that's interesting. And, um, I watched a lot of TV growing up, definitely. And, um, I always really liked ads that made me feel something, get chills. So you took an advertising class in college and that kind of sparked your interest. Yes. So did you decide to change your major from that point? I did. So a lot of, um, a lot of people, I think like start out, um, like who start out undecided kind of fall into like an arts and sciences (laughs) thing, which I was like probably destined for like psychology or something like that. Um, my sophomore year, I decided that I was actually going to be, um, an, an anthropology major. I was interesting. Yeah. I was really (laughs) interested in, um, cultural. Never mind. Wait, go ahead. No, (laughs) no, no. no. Archaeology. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's, that's right, though. Um, so anthropology is broken into four parts. It's linguistic, archaeology, um, physical anthropology, and cultural anthropology. Okay, so I was a quarter, quarter. Right. Yeah, yeah. archaeology um, is a part of anthropology. So cool. I was interested in cultural anthropology, which is like the study of, you know, the human experience, how people come together, form culture. Yeah. That's really smart, though, tying into copywriting, though. I didn't realize how much it benefited me right. going forward because I've always studied, you know, human culture and stuff like that. But I figured out that a career in um, anthropology really limits you. You mm-hmm. can really only either go into academia or somehow stumble into, um, you know, becoming like an author for like books and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And then in physical anthropology, um, a lot of people do like actually FBI. Um, they do like osteology and stuff like that. So, but I, with my background, I was never getting into the FBI. So that wasn't the hold up. I mean, I mean, it was, I I just, I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. No. I thought you meant like you got a record. No, no. (laughs) No, I I think they would be like, they would look at my GPA in college and be like, girl, no, (laughs) like (laughs) you're, you're in the wrong field. So I know that you were like just really creative as a kid. And because of that, I think that kind of rings true with a lot of creatives because there's just so many different things that you want to do. So many different things that you're interested in. So at what point did you decide like, okay, I'm going to pursue copywriting as a creative career? So I actually, I graduated in the horrible year of 2020. Um, by then, um, I had cemented that I was going to graduate with an advertising, um, degree and I was on track to do that. And I was kind of figuring out what position I wanted to do in advertising. Did I want to do strategy? Did Mm -hmm. I want to do account? Did I want to do, you know, writing? And I think in the beginning, I actually didn't fancy myself a copywriter. I was like, more like, oh, I'll probably do like strategy or... (laughs) You were resisting it. Yes. I was like, well, and also because I did a lot of um, art, I was like, oh, maybe I'll be a graphic designer. (laughs) Um, So I sat down with a a professor of mine, one of my first ad professors, and he had a small agency out of Boulder, which is where I graduated from. And I thought that we were going to sit down and he was going to be like, oh yeah, I'll give you an internship or I'll like offer you a job or something like that. No, that's not how like it worked. He was basically like, I really think you should go to portfolio school. And I was like, excuse me, what is that? (laughs) And, um, that's how I discovered 
this whole world of portfolio schools and different programs and, Mm -hmm. you know, what it meant to be a copywriter and what it meant to be an art director and what it meant to be part of strategy and stuff. So then it was like, Boulder has a great advertising, um, program. I think if I had been more like intense with my like advisors or like the career service people, I probably could have like tried to outline my classes to figure out that I was a writer sooner. Mm -hmm. Um, I did take a strategic writing class that I did really well in. Um, and I would remember peer reviewing some of the other people's work and being like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Cause I think, you know, as, um, we grow up, um, being gifted in stuff like reading and writing is sometimes put second to being good at like math and science. Mm-hmm. That's so a good point. Yeah. I never considered myself as like smart because I was like, well, I'm not good at math or I'm not good at science, but it was like, I could write. Mm-hmm. I remember like, you know, on my ACT, like I got one of the you know highest scores you can get for like reading and writing, but I was like, no one cares. Like <laughs> it's just reading and writing. But then, you know, you get to college and you realize that a lot of the writing out there is bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So that was like how I was like, oh, I think I'm going to be a writer. Uh, and I looked, started looking up programs. So that's how I stumbled upon. Okay. I think I'm going to be a copywriter. Yeah. That's so funny looking back and hearing you talk about it in the past. All the signs were there. All of the signs I've been. Yeah. I just, I make up stories <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was how I, figured out that I was a copywriter and yeah. And I think you mentioned that either a teacher advisor or a mentor said that you should look into portfolio school. You were still in Colorado at the time. So did you look into the Denver ad school or how did you go from Colorado with its own portfolio school, but came down to the circus in Atlanta? Yeah, that's very fair. So, um, this, this conversation happened like two weeks before the world shut down. So it was like, we were sitting at a coffee shop, having this conversation, talking about portfolio school. Um, I knew that I was going to spend my summer finishing up my degree um, because I had a few more classes to do. And then, um, you know, he was like, Denver Ad School is starting their flagship program, essentially, for um, portfolio school. Uh, I think it's like a, a six months to a year program and stuff. And I thought about it. and. I had never lived anywhere other than Colorado mm. in my adult life. And to be honest, I was ready to experience something else. Mm. I, I've only ever lived like near my parents. Um, so I think that there was like this kind of growing pain to kind of get out on my own. Um, it's not that I don't like love my family and don't because <laughs> I miss them like crazy, but I think it was like a. So you came down you know, here by yourself? By myself. Wow. That's, That's brave. Thank That's you. really brave. Thank you. Um, I had never lived on this side of the country before. Either, <laughs> so. so how are you liking Atlanta so far? Because it's been what? Two, three years? It's been um, it's been a year and six months. I think. Mm, OK. Um, so it's going to be two years next June. But. A lot of people, like when I told them I was moving to um, Atlanta, they were like, why? (laughs) You know, like Colorado is this amazing place. It is, but for different reasons. I came here and I think that everything about Atlanta is like such an experience. It's really like a city with its own personality. Like I can't can't describe it as another city I've been to. Mm -hmm. 
I actually came here when I was 16 for a like a DECA competition. I don't know what you guys know what that is, but it's a marketing club in high school. (laughs) I was real nerdy. (laughs) So basically it's where you just give business pitches and stuff like that. So I traveled here when I was 16 and I always thought the people were really nice. And I was like, I could kind of see myself moving somewhere like here. I liked the food. Um, I actually, and people like, people were like, you know, you didn't experience the you know, Atlanta before like the influx of like all of the, um, you know, the transplants of people and stuff like that. And, you know, technically I am one, but I was like, I saw, um, the Braves play when they were still at Turner field. Like, cause I did when I was, when I was at that trip, I did see them, uh, play a baseball game there. Um, but I, uh, Atlanta's always like the, the Southeast of the United States has always kind of been on my mind, but, mm-hmm. um, it was definitely a shock when everyone was like, you're going to Atlanta, but I've been here for a year and a half and I still feel like I have so much to do here. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's never anything to run out of. The city is vibrant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've never, I've never been anywhere like it. So I, I like it here. And I think that, you know, I have more to do in the time that I have, but every day is a different thing. Yeah. It's a good place for artists. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> and creatives in a general. A big hub. So what would you like people to know who are just, who are also just getting started? I think, um, one of the things that has like grounded me in this whole experience is that like investing in yourself is worth it. Like every single time, Mm -hmm. if I didn't take that chance, if I didn't think like I could do this, I didn't think that I was like worth it. I wouldn't have experienced like so many things Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, I think about it. Like I was, before I moved here, I was actually in a spot where I was comfortable. Mm -hmm. I had like a good job. Um, cause I was saving up to come out here. I was living at home with my family and I was comfortable and I was kind of like, should I, should I mess this up and stuff? (laughs) Like, um, but then there was like something in me that was like, you need to do this for yourself. So I think for people who are just starting out, like, you know, everyone says this, but like, trust the process, you know, you have to, you have to be shit before you can be amazing. And that's just what it is because guess what? Like in that shit, I bet you there's like a a glimmer Mm -hmm. of like gold Yeah, and it's, and it's mining away that shit where you get to the gold of it all. Um, but yeah, I mean, investing in yourself is probably the most important thing that I can say because I'm here right now. Cause I never gave up on myself. And there was at a, t- a time where I think that I, I might've, and, um, I wish I could go back and say like, you know, don't because you're going to be so happy that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, but that's great advice. Thank you. Taking that risk is really scary. So scary. It's <laughs> a huge move. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I talk to my family pretty like frequently and stuff. I haven't seen them in almost a year. Um, but it's like, I, I think I needed to, to like, to grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's helpful and fuels your copywriter creativity. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I think sometimes it can be scary how much you want it, mm-hmm. but if it's mm-hmm. scary, that's good. It means your dreams are big and you want to keep chasing them. 
yeah. and stuff. And something when it's scary, I think it means a lot to you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go through their whole lives, like not having something that means a lot to them in terms of like their career or their creativity or like how they view themselves. Mm-hmm. We're, we're lucky that we, you know, like what we do for the most <laughs> part. Um, so yeah, I think that even though I'm just a baby, like <laughs> I'm just a baby. I'm I can't do the, the viral sound, but yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'm just a baby. Yes. Yeah. That was better. <laughs> oh my God. I love talking to copywriters. So oh. creative. And like, it's all, you guys are not necessarily visual, but you make up for it in words. And it's like, it's fuel. And I, I love listening to where you guys get your inspiration from, which we will get to, mm-hmm. but so you're a fifth quarter, right? Yes. All right. You're still a fifth quarter at the creative circus. Um, I can't imagine you haven't had any fuck ups along the way. Have any come to mind or popped out since we've been talking? Um, well, I will say my very first, um, fuck up per se <laughs> was, um, like very first copywriting class. Um, they don't, I mean, they'll, t- they tell you right away in your intro to copywriting class, like before, you know, you start to get too deep into it, but it was like, we did like an exercise. And the very first thing that they talked about was like, Oh, how do you sell like, um, like, uh, impossible sausages or whatever? Like, let's, let's re- write a little like a pretense commercial for like impossible sausages. Mm-hmm. And I wrote something about a woman talking about how she faked it every night with her husband (laughs) and stuff like that. And, um, then I like brought it in and I thought it was hilarious. And then, you know, they were like, yeah, it's funny, but like, it's a sex joke. Like it's con it's like low hanging fruit and stuff like that. So my very first fuck up was a sex joke. (laughs) Um, and then, um, very quickly also learned that puns are like a no, no (laughs) in, uh, advertising, um, which is, which is fine. I think in terms of fuck up, there hasn't been one, huge thing where um I was like damn like I regret that but there's been little things here and there where I look back on it and I'm like if I had just tweaked one thing or Mm -hmm. if I had gone back and maybe written some more and stuff like that I mean part of this job is it's never going to be perfect and if it was perfect we wouldn't have the job so very true um I think that in terms of some fuck-ups that I've had in the past even the past like six months, actually one of them I think is a very honest thing is that, um, I didn't, uh, trust myself mm-hmm. as much as I should have. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can also happen at the beginning of your career is that I'm, I'm very insecure. Sometimes I'm very insecure about my ideas, not, you know, not expressing them the right way, or I feel like people aren't going to get them and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I sometimes hold it in or hold a, I don't write it down or I hold it in and stuff like that. So I think in terms of a uh, fucking up, it's like, sometimes I'm just a little too, um, reserved mm-hmm. or I'm, I don't trust myself enough. I'm not like letting it out like crazy, which mm-hmm. is what we're supposed to do. Right. You do know? you feel like that has really popped out more so being at your, the beginning of your experience in portfolio school or more so getting into your internship, you're getting into the actual nitty gritty of the business. I think it's, it's been a weird wave. So it's like when I first started out, it was like, 
I was up here and I was like, and anything goes like, I'm just throwing everything at the wall and hoping something <laughs> sticks. Yeah. And then quarter by quarter, it kind of was like, cause now your skills are getting refined. You're, you know, you're, you kind of know what is better now. So then I kind of went back down, started getting a little <laughs> bit more reserved. I went through like, like a dark period of time where I didn't want anyone to look at my work and stuff like that because I was like, Oh, this is all so bad. And then I think now it's finally on a trajectory mm-hmm. again, where I'm a bit more like, okay, I have more of the tools now, mm-hmm. you know? And so what if I throw everything at the wall and like nothing sticks, at least I'm throwing something at the wall. So I think now I'm ready to embrace a little bit more of the trusting myself, the confidence, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that's very true because I remember I had, um, did a collab project with Ryan. I think his last name is Hash. And, um, it was for, I forgot what award program or show it was. And I said, Oh, I have this idea, but never mind. I think it's kind of stupid. He's like, No, no, share it, share it. And we eventually went with that idea anyway. But if I didn't even utter those words and for him to push it out of me, we wouldn't have went that route. So I think it's very, very important to not only try to trust yourself, but just share it because that idea might spiral into another idea and spiral into something else. Like that's a very vital in the creative industry because I may say something and you might think of something else that relates to something else. And we just went down this rabbit hole, but <laughs> out comes a good idea. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing that I love more than like sitting down and like brainstorming um, and just I, I, some of my best times at the school have literally been just sitting in a classroom, looking at a whiteboard, like, you know, talking, concepting, stuff like that. It's yeah. so funny. Um, when the school was more vibrant, to be honest. <laughs> yes. And you can just hear people in the rooms and you can hear them talking about their ideas. I'm like, this is so funny that I'm overhearing. Like, what if it's a cow and the cow has a laser beam? I'm just like, what is <laughs> happening here? No, exactly. And that, that was the, the beauty of it, you know, yeah. hearing all the people talk about like silly stuff. I mean, like one time um, me and uh, Sammy Williams, the art director that you guys have had on the show before, mm-hmm. she and I were concepting for this tequila brand, and she was like, "What if it was a fountain?" And the woman, like her teats, was like she was like an agave <laughs> goddess, and her teats were <laughs> spilling out uh, tequila and stuff like that. And it's like I'm sure if someone was walking by, they'd be like, "What is going? What on? is happening? Yeah, is this appropriate? Yes, yes, it is." That's why I was like, I think they should they should have. Uh, turned circus into like a TV show or something. That would have been hilarious. Like there's an, it's not active now, but there's an Instagram account that I think is titled Things Heard Around the Circus. Overheard Circus. Yes. 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 And when I tell you some of the like captions and things that people are saying, I laughed out loud a lot of times. But speaking of brainstorming, when it comes to that and like you're stuck or unmotivated, there's no ideas coming. You're literally hitting a writer's block. Yes. What do you do to get unstuck? Well, I, I'm a big fan of walks, actually. Um, We've heard that a few times on the show. Well, yeah, cause it's, it's one. literally like, I just need to shut my computer off. Um, I also, I go into this, like, I call it like normal person mode where I'm just like, okay, if I wasn't a, like, I, I'm trying to imagine myself not as a creative. I'm like, okay, hey, what would I be doing right now? My, preparing dinner? Am I like, you know, on my way to meet some friends? I I really do appreciate the fact that I have like a really good social life. Like here I've made like some decent friends and stuff. And, you know, I'm able to have to go out with them and be with them and like go on, um, you know, 
go to the park with them or you know, we are going to go to like Six Flags this weekend for my friend's birthday. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> what? Yeah, I've never been to Six Flags over Georgia. Girl, you're going to have so much fun. It. I think it's it's going to be a great Do you time. like roller coasters? I love roller coasters. Cool. All right, you're good. Do you like funnel cakes? and? Or, oh, oh yeah. You're going to have so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's, uh, there's a lot of, like, a lot out there to experience in the world. Like, I think... I mean, they tell, they tell us all the time, like, just get out of your head, get out of advertising for like Mm -hmm. five minutes and stuff like that. So I'll, you know, live in a world where advertising doesn't exist for like a few hours and stuff. And I think that's like important in terms of like brainstorming and like inspiration. I love reading. Um, so I like to kind of like, I like to read books that about like points of view that are nothing like mine and like imagine myself in different like headspaces and stuff like that. Um, and also, um, I, I took me a long time to be like, Oh, I'm an artist. Like I make art and stuff, but I love painting. I make jewelry sometimes. Um, that's cool. Yeah. I've made a lot of different mediums actually. Um, also there is no better way to like rot your brain for a little bit than by not like going on TikTok. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. I'm guilty of that. I'm sure tr- I'm currently trying to get myself off of that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, just like being able to turn your brain off yeah, is mm-hmm. cause there's like, I can look at something and just hate it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to put this to bed a little bit because I know if I keep looking at it, it's just not going to. It's not going to do anything. For right. Mm-hmm. Doing more harm than good. Very true. So walks are pretty <laughs> much your way of getting out of that headspace. Walks, so. for sure. I wish that I had a pool. I would probably swim if I could. I think okay. I'm, I'm a Pisces, so big water sign energy. <laughs> um, I feel calm by the water. So mm-hmm. that's me. I'm a cancer. I actually, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. This is, it's Maybe not. you like planes. Plane? She's an Aquarius. She's an Aquarius. Air sign. Air sign. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I, planes? <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I actually, this isn't because like I have to take three showers a day, but sometimes when I'm stressed, I just take a lot of showers. Like I, you know, put a candle on, like jump in the shower. Cause I find that like being in water really like clears my mind. So. Yeah, absolutely. If you had zero roadblocks. What would your future aspirations be? Ooh, zero roadblocks. Um, well, I, uh, my mom is turning 60 this year. She just had her 60th birthday. And I told her, I was like, look, I, I want to be a creative director in 10 years so that I can get you a Porsche for your 70th birthday. Um, cause she, my family has been the greatest like part of my journey in terms of supporting me and like believing in me. That's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I feel like she, it's, I, it's very, I think as a woman, especially like I, and I'm very being very grounded and identifying in my like femininity and stuff like that. I've never thought of being a woman as like hindering my, like my, my path in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got to a certain point and like, I started reading things that were like, you know, people are going to try to lowball you and salaries and stuff like that. And, you know, you're going to get talked over and everything. It was like a, I saw it and I, it made me sad, but then I was like, bring it on. Like I, 
And one thing that I appreciate about my mom and how she's pushed me is one time I told her, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, more or less entering my mid twenties. Like I don't really have plans to like get married or have kids anytime soon. Like I was genuinely like, am I like a failure to you at all? Are you disappointed in me? Like, are you sad about that? Because I, I never really asked her what her goals and expectations were for me. And she like, she was like, I have always told you that I want you to have a career. I want you to find something that you love and I want you to be successful. And that's the most important thing to me right now is for you to like find yourself somewhere that you feel that, you know, you're finally like you have your career and you are confident and sure of yourself and you're the woman that you were supposed to become. So that's why I was like, I have, these high goals. Like I want to be a creative director eventually one day, um, you know, ECD, CCO, something like that, maybe even open my own agency one day. I think that the ability to embrace this life is something that I want to just keep chasing after the next opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um, I have this like motivational journal and in it, it was like, uh, write your Wikipedia page and put in the things that you're accomplishing and make sure that the, the verbiage is like, is. So I would write Devin Moreland is mm-hmm. like a renowned creative director, mm-hmm. um, you know, CCO and, you know, producer. Yes. Like, speak it into existence. That kind of thing. It's like, um, it's a good exercise to kind of like put yourself in the mindset of like, this is what I will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, the roadblocks, if there were none, I know it's going to be like a long journey to get there no matter what, but it's just like, you know, getting to a point in my career that I feel very successful. I feel like I've done a lot making work that I'm proud of that gets noticed. Oh, I want a Super Bowl commercial for sure. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Right? Um, and, <laughs> the goal. you know, maybe eventually that leads to other things. Right. There's a lot of people who get out of copywriting, you know, they become authors or they become, you know, television people. Like, that's not my, like, end goal per se, because mm-hmm. I really just want to get to... You just never to, know. Yeah. You just never know. But I do want to get to that the top of that that creative advertising mountain for sure. So how would you describe your writing style? Ooh. See, every time someone asks me this, I'm like, I don't know. And, and it's, it's funny because people, sometimes they would like compare my writing style or, or they'd be like, this doesn't sound like you. And I'd be like, well, what, what do I sound like? They're like, I don't know. Um, I think, I think at the core of it though, is, um, I really, um, I try to be, uh, clever. Uh, I do like appreciate kind of pithy, quick lines. Um, I think like stuff that's irreverent, very truthful. Um, and something that like, I also like something that kind of like is a little bit shocking mm-hmm. and like a bike drop or someone like stumbles on and they're like, Whoa. So yeah, I would say that like behind it is a lot of wit and it's a lot of like gritty humor mm-hmm. and, um, that's that's the base of it. I always say that like one day I'm going to write something like really grabbing and emotional and stuff like that, but um not yet. Right now it's a I think it's a lot of like 
I like when a reader or when someone could read a line I wrote and it makes them feel smart too. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, like I get that. So, cause I know that I like reading, <laughs> reading stuff like that. <laughs> I'm like, you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say your favorite project that you've worked on would be? Uh, there's, I have a lot of love for a lot of different ones. I really loved working on my Lagratona um, tequila brand piece. Um, I'm currently working on a campaign for DraftKings that I really like, mm-hmm. um, and which is like an online sports betting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> it's funny enough, I did a um, like a Murphy's oil soap campaign that was like one of the first things I ever wrote. Um, as a copywriter and I thought it was like very witty and very funny. <laughs> so I kept it, I kept like a little picture of it, um, with me. And then, um, I also think I really liked the, um, radio spot that we worked on in our, was yours with all the G's with all the G's. <laughs> yeah. And that was good. That was silly. That was yeah. very silly. And I remember writing that and being like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's like, when am I ever going to get to do it again? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to check that out. Yeah. It's, Which reminds me, is your website currently active? My website is currently active, but it is under construction. <laughs> so I say there's some stuff on there, but there's some stuff that is missing. I am trying to get it like mostly complete by the end of this month. Okay. So are you um, okay with sharing that now? Or? Yes, okay. absolutely. I'm, right I'm still okay. So my website is earth and then the number two, uh, devon.com. So, uh, that comes from when I was like daydreaming when I was a kid. Um, and my dad was like, Earth to Devin. <laughs> uh, so you heard that a lot as well. Heard that a lot. Yeah. Um, bit of a bit of an airhead sometimes. I love that. It's very fitting for you as a copywriter. Thank you. Deep, <laughs> deep and pensive thought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything that shocked you about getting into the creative field that you didn't realize before? Especially now that you're actually working at a mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I actually, I appreciate how different everybody is because I think when you think of advertising sometimes and all you've seen before is like shows like Mad Men (laughs) and everything's like a white man, boys club, that kind of thing. Um, when I got there and I was seeing all these different people and finding out, you know, not everyone comes from portfolio schools. Like people literally stumble into the, like these careers all the time and stuff. And it's just finding out where they come from and stuff. I, when I just went to Knoxville, I met one of the graphic designers that's on the team that I work under. We clicked like instantly. That's cool. And then I found out like, she's a wife and a mother of two and she's from Texas. And, you know, she was originally doing like graphic design for a church that she used to. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm connecting with someone who's more or less like completely opposite. Of me. <laughs> um, but she's, she's literally like the, the best person to talk to and stuff. And, you know, I think it's like, it's super awesome that you can meet someone that, you know, on paper, you aren't supposed to like be alike, mm-hmm. but then you start talking and it's amazing. Another thing that, um, strikes me is, uh, or, you know, that surprised me about 
the creative industry, I think is that, um, it's competitive. It is really competitive, but and networking is like such a huge part of it and stuff. And a lot of it is selling yourself, you know, cause you're like, of course your book is going to like get you in the door and stuff. But at the end of the day, like these people want to figure out if like, they're going to be able to create something with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, how much personality and like who you are factors into it is, was surprising to me, especially because it's like, they just, they don't just care about, you know, what you've made. They care about who you are, which I think is, which is good. Yeah, for sure. So I know you got some insight into the agency world being at Tombers. So what is your dream job? Like once you do graduate, as far as like maybe company culture, the size, location, have you thought about that? Yes, definitely. Um, It's weird because like, you know, you have to start asking yourself these questions once you get to the end of, you know, school. Definitely. Uh, Where do I want to be? Oh, you know, do I want to be at a small agency? Do I want to, you know, be somewhere that wins a ton of awards? Do I want to be somewhere that, you know, has me working like all the time, (laughs) that kind of thing. So it was weird because when I was like, I can actually like ask myself these questions. Like I have, I have autonomy, like (laughs) to be able to choose certain things. Um, you know, I, I, I think ending up somewhere, um, I really love Austin. Um, I would love to end up in Texas at one point. Um, LA, would be an option. I don't think I'm ready for New York yet. Uh, <laughs> just being completely transparent. Uh, I, I moved to get away from the cold weather. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. I understand um, that. And so I'm, I don't think I'm ready for a New York winter whatsoever. Um, but also, you know, uh, Knoxville is a cute town. Like I would love to end up at Tombris, you know, I would love to end up somewhere like GSDNM, or Jesse preacher in Austin, you know, there's a bunch of cool agencies out in LA and stuff like that. And, um, I think one of my biggest things right now is like finding somewhere that wants, uh, in-person juniors. I think like in order to really like gain momentum Mm -hmm. in my career, I need to be like on the ground in person growing, you know, having my firsthand experience, firsthand experience, having my creative director down the hall, that kind of thing. So dream job after this land somewhere that wants me I want them we make cool stuff like let's go like I I would love to hit the ground running somewhere cool yeah I feel you on that especially for me this is my quarter eight so I really need to start thinking about those things but I kind of been avoiding it because it's such a big undertaking but um what is this week six yeah Yeah. I need to start thinking about it for sure It's uh, scary stuff. It is. It really is. I know for us as designers, when it comes to our creative process, there's a lot of research, mood boarding, concepting, going back to the research, a whole bunch of things that we have to do as far as our creative process. For you as a writer, what does that look like? It's always um, it's always funny to me when like I hear about not just art directors and designers, but, you know, I hear writers different like creative thought process and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of us follow similar, um, ways of attacking the idea or getting mm-hmm. into it and stuff like that. For me, it's like, I will write down a, I basically like 
it's like word vomit. So I'll, I'll, I really like just like taking a pen and paper and just writing down like first thoughts and stuff. Um, Paul Carell, you know, one of my first classes with him, he's like, just carry around a notebook and start writing in it, start writing, you know, insights, truths, headlines, whatever you see, there's something that's really organic and something that's really like methodical about putting a pen to paper. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, what I, how I started doing it was I would start writing things down on a piece of paper. I'd star things. Then I'd put those into a word document. Then I, you know, it's, it's like a, it's, it, it's a process that makes sense to me, but I'm sure if anyone else saw it, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Cause it kind of starts looking like a spider web of like different lines and everything like that. And it's like, uh, you know, the, they're the episode of always sunny where Charlie has like the, the suspect board and he's like, <laughs> he's like this, that's, that's exactly what it looks like for, for me is I'm like, you know, putting together a whodunit, um, murder. <laughs> Uh, but I, I think that that's part of the fun of it is that it's a puzzle. And like I said before, it's never going to be solved because it's never going to be perfect. Right. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. always evolving, always changing, always, always evolving. be a different way to look at something, always mm -hmm. changing. But also something that helps is uh, house music, techno music. I find it <laughs> really, oh, really? really getting your oons oons on like <laughs> totally helps me kind of be like, like get into kind of like a rhythm and you're like nodding your head. You, in it, you also feel like kind of like a hacker in a, in a way that you're like, we're in like, yes. and you're like, you're in the zone. So yeah, I think that that's like my creative process, which is, <laughs> it tracks. Yeah. I follow. I think you kind of hinted at this earlier, but um, where do you get your creative inspiration from? Uh, so I actually, I, I, I used a few different kind of like fountains that I kind of mm -hmm. like take from, uh, one of them is, uh, pop culture for sure. Like anything that, you know, is, has been culturally like relevant and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I love looking at that from a lens of like, well, what does that mean about what we say about today and stuff like that? Um, I love music. So like, I think that I draw a lot of inspiration actually from, um, kind of like older, uh, I love disco, like disco music, disco bimbo. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I made the, I actually designed those. those Did you? Yes. <laughs> so disco bimbo was like my artist kind of like my art medium tag. Um, I love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I, uh. I really started getting into like disco culture. So something that always brings me a lot of joy is like watching. Um, if you guys have ever seen the studio 54 documentary, it's on Netflix, but it talks oh, all about amazing. studio 54. And I love the idea that every night just created like a world of fantasy and stuff like that. And that's what advertising is essentially at the end of the day is you're creating fantasy for someone to like buy into. You're creating a world for them to live in. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also, um, <laughs> I love talking to my dad for inspiration. Funny enough. Um, he was, he's, uh, he's not like an ad person by any means, but he's a good, idea. that's helpful though. Yeah, yeah. He's a good idea guy. And that's the thing is like, when I make something, I'm like, would my dad laugh at this <laughs> oh, and stuff? And I, a different perspective. it's very different. And, uh, he's a great person to talk to. And then. 
Oh, also inspiration um, from like queer culture. I love drag queens. Um, I think that drag is such like a, uh, it's a such a beautiful and like entertaining comment on um, modern day, like culture mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's also very important to me. Uh, so those are a few bits of <laughs> inspiration where I draw my, draw my stuff from, but yeah, I'm, like I said, I love a lot of things. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. it's really hard. Naturally, yeah. It's really hard to find something where I'm like, I hate this. <laughs> it's out there, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's helpful though. In your line of work, copywriting, you're interested. And I see this a lot with a lot of copywriters that I meet up with, but like interested in a bunch of different things, you get different points of view and you get to experience those things that really helps with your writing. And that's another part of it. Um, and you'd spoke about disco, mm-hmm. which I love that music too. And it really makes you want to groove. Do you yes. dance? Do you have um, like any other hobbies? So I, uh, creativity? I roller skate. I, I knew it. I yes. felt it in my balls. I said, this girl roller skates. Yes. <laughs> I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah. So I, I love roller skating. Um, you know, imagine like, and I, I don't, I haven't found like a rink that I go to like frequently enough, but, um, I'm like in my parking deck a lot. Um, roller oh, yeah. skating. Are you good though? Cause if you're good, you can go to cascade. That's like, I was good. just about to say, see, I'm, see I'm not, I'm not good enough for that <laughs> yet. So this, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that I can get some more time before it gets super cold to hit, um, the, the tennis courts and stuff mm. like that. Practice a little bit more. It's like, I have my sea legs, but like the people <laughs> that are on the, on the floor, like doing the formations yeah. and I'm just like, no, that's why I get there yeah, earlier before they right. get there. Cause they kind of like, they're skating really fast around the outskirts. Yeah. So it's like trying to merge to get out <laughs> yeah. of the skating ring. Like this is crazy. It's a lot of fun though. Good energy. Mm-hmm. I think I like anything where I'm like, you know, it's like free movement. So obviously I d- can't do this because I live here now, but, um, before I loved skiing. So skiing is probably like my favorite thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing more that I love than like having two beers, putting in my music and like shredding, like <laughs> down, <over laughs> just, just, just like, just lost to the world. So it's like now that I have to be on, you know, flat surfaces, roller skating works, roller skating pretty much has the same effect. So, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I know in the winter time, Stone Mountain, I think they import snow and you can do stuff like that. Oh my God. Don't quote me. Just okay. check it out online. But okay. I, I'm pretty sure they have some like winter activities where they import snow to do stuff like that. That's cool. So you might be able to, you know, get that nostalgia going. <laughs> <laughs> now, normally we let the guests pick this question, but throughout this conversation, mm-hmm. it kind of led to us asking you the question. Okay. What kind of song are you today? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so probably my favorite song right now, um, which I would say it has been for about like the past six months is a song called, um, fire for you. And it's by a band called cannons. And if you see the music video, you'll know exactly why. (laughs) Um, but it's like very like groovy, disco um you know 
you're crying because you're in a roller rink and you saw your ex-boyfriend kissing like another girl, like that kind of, it's very like, you know, it's dramatic, but it's groovy (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very, it's think it speaks very to like who I am as a person, (laughs) oddly enough. Um, the whole album that they did is great, but yeah, definitely fire for you by cannons. Um, or, uh, probably, uh, take a chance on me by ABBA. Cause that's yes. what I'm trying to get a job. So <laughs> yeah, you heard it here. You gotta hire her. That's right. <laughs> yes. Make sure you check out her portfolio earth, the number two Devin that's D E V O N dot com. Yes. Boom. There we go. So what are some closing remarks that you want to leave the listeners with, whether it's like how to combat doubt, how to trust yourself, just something to inspire the creatives. Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Yes, it was a blast. I had a great time. Blast off. <laughs> you guys are both super charismatic and talented, and I know that you're going to go far. Oh, thank you. And I think that if I had anything left to say is that, um, you know, no matter where you're at, um, the best is yet to come for sure. Thank you. I kind of think I needed that. And I love you guys. Of course. <laughs> yeah, words of affirmation are real. Yes, mm-hmm. seriously. Thank you for taking time out of your day to yeah. come speak with us because you were just talking about how busy it is at Tompas. Hey, you know what? It was. It's good to get out of the house because <laughs> I do work from home. <laughs> and uh, you guys helped make this empty building feel a little less empty. Oh, yeah. so sad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's coming to an end. But again, Devin, we want to thank you so much for being on. And she is looking to be hired. So make sure you check out her portfolio, earthtodevin.com. All right. Thank you, guys. (laughs) And we're just getting started. started. (laughs) See you next time. We hope after listening today, you start comparing less and believing in yourself more. Trust that you're dope and share it with the world. You're going to inspire someone else who is also just getting started. They need to see it or hear it. Stay curious, my friends. Until next time. Peace. (laughs)